Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we're going to tell you what the most important things in Disneyland are to us this week. And we're going to have a discussion about what to do on a short, last-minute trip to Disneyland with someone who's either never been or hasn't been in a really long time. And I'll tell you why we're having that discussion in just a little bit. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, and from points around Southern California, you're watching the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, episode number 747 for the week of October 15th, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Oh, you know what, Craig, why didn't you tell me I was so horribly lit from underneath? I have my little iPad here, and I didn't lower the brightness. So let me do that, because no one looks good underlit, or lit from under, as a, or underlit, for that matter, although I think I would probably look better if I wasn't lit so well. But anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you are having a good week. Uh, I am your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table by my co-host, the lovely and talented Rhino Clavin. Hello. Out in California, our associate producer, Mr. Tyler Crouch. Hi, everyone. What? <laughs> okay. It's going to be one of those shows. Okay. And, uh, uh, of course, contributing editor, Ms. Katrina Manzoni. Hi, everybody. And Luella Loriola. Hi, everyone. Good to see everybody. Um, I mean, to be fair, I was in the room, and if it was a normal show, it would go to me right after the <laughs> rhino seat. So it was just instinct. And 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 Craig, there. Uh, I think yeah, okay. And Craig is here. I'll Obviously, Craig has made sure his presence is is absolutely felt and known at all times. Um, well, welcome everyone. Welcome to the show. Um, and uh, just a quick thing in housekeeping. I uh, just want to remind everybody about our marathon show taking place November twenty fourth. That is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. We're going to be doing. A live 12-hour broadcast emanating from the studio, I believe. Mr. Crouch and Miss Manzoni will be joining us here. Um, we will be there. And uh, so that'll be, that'll be really cool. They'll be out here with us. Um, and uh, we are doing this to kick off our fundraiser, our last fundraiser for the year, for Give Kids the World. We're going to be doing a live online auction starting 10 a.m., on Saturday, the 24th of November, running until 10 a.m. December 1st. So that's seven days. And 100% uh, of the proceeds from that auction are going to go to Give Kids the World. And we are hoping to raise a lot of money. We have a lot of really, really, really cool things planned for that 12-hour uh, that block. And we're, you know, coming up with ideas and doing stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, while the 12-hour show itself is not going to remain available on uh, on YouTube. What we are going to do is, uh, you know, pull out the segments that we're doing throughout the throughout the day, and individually those things 
will be available for you to watch if you're not able to join us for that very, very special 12-hour marathon show. So that's November 24th. We are looking for donations uh, of things that we can auction off if you have things and if you think they will sell. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Disney-related item. We've gotten that question. If you think it's something that we're able to auction off, go ahead and send it to the disboards.com Welcome Center 6550 uh, North Atlantic Avenue Suite 1B, Cape Canaveral, Florida 32920. And uh, we are asking everybody to have any donations in by the end of the first week in November at the absolute latest um, because we need time to photograph them and get them ready to be shipped out once they are sold. So, that is that. Does anybody else have anything for housekeeping? Really? No. I always have so much help on Tuesdays. I don't know. <clears throat> We're very clean. Oh, <laughs> you know, yes, no yes. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> all right, so most important thing in Disneyland this week. Well, the most important thing in Disneyland to me this week is that I'm going to be out there next week. Um, and that kind of ha is what has spawned the discussion topic for today. I'm going to be out there with someone who has not been to Disneyland in quite a while. And this is a very last-minute trip. Literally started planning it last night and leaving next Thursday. So it's a very, very last-minute trip. And I... Um, I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to go out there. It'll be my last opportunity to go out there before I head out to Hawaii and Tokyo at the end of the month. I'm going to be in Hawaii for a week on business and then Tokyo because, as someone pointed out to me, Hawaii is halfway to Tokyo. And I am <laughs> dying to see Tokyo Disneyland. So I'm going to take the opportunity and I'm going to do that. So really in the course of about three weeks, I will have been in the parks here in Orlando, mm. Disneyland Park in California, and Tokyo Disneyland. Kind of cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, I, and I thank every one of you who's watching and those of you who aren't, because without you, I don't get to do this cool stuff. So, And of course, I'll be sharing everything on on social media, so you can follow me at PW126 on Instagram, um, Pete Werner, at Pete Werner on Twitter, Disney Pete on Facebook. Uh, you're asking me. I don't know. I, I, I lose track. I lose, I lose track of, well, you know, you're... I mean, I, I those all sound correct. They look like the things that, they, that come up when I see your things come up, so... Good and those of you, those of you who have been really excited and interested in the um, uh, the water bottle that Rhino and I were sporting a few shows ago the, the, of oh. Edna Mode, up oh, right there, Edna Mode and uh, Jack Jack, Jack, Jack um, that you cannot buy in stores. Um, that was going to be one of the auction items, gung up for bid in our. I do enjoy this water bottle quite a bit. So do I. Yeah. I use mine all the time. Um, so that's the most important thing in Disneyland to me this week is me. Um, <laughs> me being in Disneyland. Um, I just, I, I'll tell you, it's I can't get enough. I can't get enough. And I just kept thinking, you know what? 
with this trip coming up, and then I've got a, a trip planned, a little trip planned for my birthday um, in December, that I'm not going to be able to get out there again before the beginning of the year. And I've been out there so much this year that the thought of that is like, no, I can't do it. So out I go. What about you, Rhino? What's the most important thing to you in Disneyland this week? Um, well, there's not too much uh, too much going on over this last week or two. Um, but one thing that has started that I think looked pretty cool from the pictures I saw on uh, Twitter, at least, when they opened this, was uh, they're doing a sneak peek of the new Disney movie, The Nutcracker. A nutcracker and the four realms. I don't know why I chose there to pause. The nutcrack. The nutcrack. <laughs> You're mm. familiar with this ancient story. It's. Um, I but, love when they do the nutcrack at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. <laughs> um, love but, that as a kid. Yeah. So maybe that explains a lot. They're um, they're doing that at. Um, they're actually doing it on both coasts. Um, so they're doing it here at Walt Disney Presents inside of Disney's Hollywood Studios, and they're doing it in the Sunset Showcase Theater at Disney California Adventure Park. Um, so it's a, a sneak peek that uh, includes a special um, introduction by the film star Mackenzie Foy and then a 12-minute preview of the film, which I have myself – I do want to see. I do um, – Isn't that an unusually long time for a preview, 12 minutes? It feels like it – I, I would call like 5 to 10, I feel like. I would call it an extended look, yeah. not a preview per se. But, that's just but don't they only do that like, when they're worried that they're not going to get the box office numbers that they want? No, like uh, they because we've watched we watched something in, we watched Jungle Book in there in the I, with you I watched in the Walt Disney Presents one and I I remember thinking like ah I'm not excited for this but after we watched the preview I actually was like excited and that one went on to be a pretty big pretty big hit for them mm-hmm. yeah, and there was at least one animated one that I watched out on this coast I can't think of which one it would have been it might have been Zootopia yeah, yeah that. Uh, between the D23 footage and then what they showed of Zootopia, uh, that longer length, then that sold me a little bit more on the movie. I so. am I am pretty excited. I, I'm hopeful for this movie. Which, I think- which, which just kind of um, supports my point that they're doing it because they really need to make sure they show good box office numbers. Oh, yeah, for sure. No question. And I think this... And they don't think on its own merit right now that it's going to be interesting enough for people to do that. It's a bizarre idea to take, you know, even though the Nutcracker does have a place. Get it right. It's the Nutcrack. The Nutcrack. nutcrack. Since the Nutcrack nutcrack. does have a place in Disney lore with Fantasia, uh, being taking segments of that and putting them into Fantasia, it works in that way. But uh, like all the reimaginings that have been happening with uh, the Disney films, they've all been rooted in animated movies or even like with Pete's Dragon in a live action. But this is the first one really that's just standing on its own, but using that new style that they've been sporting since Alice in Wonderland and Maleficent. So uh, without that original source material in a classic Disney movie, um, it's, it is a gamble for Disney and it's, it's looking very odd. To say the least, yeah. but it's—I mean—it's coming out at the perfect time. You want the nutcrack at holidays, and I, I just—am <laughs> I the only—am I the only one that just really so far doesn't really care about it? I—we saw. I, um, I'm not a fan. In, oh, okay. What's that, Katrina? I'm not. A, I don't know. I'm not a fan of this. I love the Nutcracker, but I, I don't know. Kieran Knightley's voice kind of creeps me out. 
I just don't think it's going to do good in the box office. I just really don't. I'm kind of surprised that they are putting this movie out, honestly, because I don't know what is in it for them yet. I mean, it seems like, like you just mentioned, Alice in Wonderland, like the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland, the, the first one did all right, but the second one just completely flopped. So I'm not really sure why they're going after this Tim Burton aesthetic still, to be honest with you. I really don't get it. Luella, Nutcrack, looks- yay or nay? I was going to say, I think it looks really beautiful, and I honestly, I wasn't interested in it, but I did go to the D23 uh, live-action preview, uh, and they had one of these hip-hop dancers who's going to be the Rat King, um, who I'm actually a fan of, and so I was excited to see that. I know they have a lot of big names oh God, in that there movie, is something, and something on the I, first... I could, there's something the first... I could say that would get me in so much trouble right now if I did, but I will not take the bait on the Rat King. <laughs> but the first day that they previewed at Disneyland, they did have Mackenzie Foy show up, like surprise all the guests that were watching the preview. So uh, they are really pushing this movie, and uh, it was all over that she was there at the park. So uh, mm-hmm. they're using all different tactics to let everyone know about this movie. So I'm intrigued. I w- I, will I see it right at opening? Probably not, but I think I might see it later on. Yeah, they've been doing. I feel like they've been doing this a lot with the Disney movies because we have the space uh, over at Disneyland to show the movies between Disneyland and Disney California Adventures. So every movie that comes out, they just keep pushing it. But I kind of tend not watching it anymore because they they ruin like the funniest part of the movie, like Zootopia. They ruin the sloth scene for me because I watched it in the like the sneak peek, and then I watched it in the movie, and I was like, well, that's not really funny anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then some other, like, there's, like, another movie, too. Like, I think it was Jungle Book. They kind of spoiled one of the funny parts. So I was like, oh. It's just, like, I feel like a lot of the times when they do these previews, they put the best scene in the movie in the preview, and then you're just getting the best scene in the movie all by itself. And then when you see it in the movie, it's just not as cool anymore, you know? Well, I know Rhino has thoughts on it because it's his rapid fire. That's all good. <laughs> it comes out <laughs> November 2nd. <laughs> I'm not talking anymore. No, what do you <laughs> No, no, I'm fine. I, I look forward to seeing it. Are we going to be passive-aggressive about this? No, 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 no. I, everybody is... I am with Luella. I'm excited to see it as well. She said pretty much a lot of the same things I was going to say, is that I was at the D23 panel that she was at as well with Craig, and we saw that man come out and do a a um, contortionist-type <laughs> dance yep. routine Pop that did make me type feel... Type of deal. I yeah. can't do it, but... You know. Yeah, yeah do there it, you Luella. go. <laughs> I, I do have a question, and people who aren't who are listening don't care but are you wearing a jack skellington onesie no it's a sweater oh okay it's not I saw a onesie this. though <laughs> it's a sweater okay i've been wondering perfect for a time while. and it's reversible see Sally where did you get that in the park no oh. i bought i got it on amazon oh, oh good to know good to know <laughs> couldn't find something like this in the park but i checked out amazon all right thank you rhino <laughs> luella let's go over to you what's your most important thing in disneyland this week Okay, well, it's a little bit of a sad news, and it was actually one of my suggestions for families with kids. But Jedi Training Trials of the Temple is unfortunately coming to a close and ending, at least in its version, in Tomorrowland Terrace on November 3. So if you're coming to the park with your family, I really urge all of you to come and participate with your children because it's one of my most favorite things to do with my kids. And uh, the photographers there take pictures, great things, and they really feel like a Jedi. Uh, so uh, 
I think um, it's bittersweet, but I have a lot of hope that when one door closes, it's going to open up and Star Wars Land is coming next year. And I can't imagine them not having anything with participation for children like this, really yeah. engaging. Yeah. So um, maybe it's just going to be that the reason is that stage, because that's an awesome stage. Yeah, it is. It's a great stage. I'm really surprised that... They're ending the one here, too, which is interesting, no. because that one got the... What? No. No, they're not ending the one no. here? Oh, I thought they were were ending both. Sorry. No. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. But um, I'm curious what they're going to do with the rest of the Star Wars themes in Tomorrowland, like with Launch Bay, because uh, I would, wouldn't doubt that they'd want everything to transition to the new Star Wars land. So we'll see. I, wa- but I the want thing that... about Oh, sorry. I want that to go back to... The when I'm on my first trip to Disneyland, they had it as like the Stark Expo. So they had like the all the Iron Man suits were in there, and you could meet Thor in there and Captain America, and like they digitally projected an Iron Man suit over your body. I thought I I'd like to see some of that stuff come back, but that's just me. Yeah, I I bet you'll come back to Marvelland because we do got this little Marvelland that might yeah. become they'll be coming around in the other park. But uh, that was a lot of fun too. Yeah. Uh, well, it would. The expo would fit back in there because the whole point of Launch Bay wasn't a permanent attraction. It was to be a preview center for what was to come with Star Wars. It never really was fleshed out to do that. Right. Uh, it ended up becoming meet and greets and other crap thrown in. But you know, <laughs> since since they had that idea with it, it would only make sense for Stark Expo to come back in there, be that preview center for what's to come with Marvel in Disneyland and that's I, I always love going in and seeing models of things to come and get you hyped up for the well, future. I, I thought Stark Expo fit well because it is like he, that whole Tony Stark like his father Howard is supposed to be essentially like Disney in the Marvel universe he's the, he's like the innovator of the future and the expo always reminded me of like the World's Fair and stuff like that so it kind of I felt like it fit in pretty well with theming there but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I just think they're going to move everything. They're moving all the Marvel stuff over to California Adventure now. Right. And I think if there's going to be any type of preview for the for all the new Marvel stuff that's coming up, it's probably going to be in the Blue Sky Cellar mm-hmm. over there by the by the wine country. That's that's what I would guess. That's where they would do a preview type of thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're ever going to come back with their, their Stark Expo thing, unfortunately. That's just... Whatever. I, I get it. Everyone, crap on my dreams today. <laughs> You're getting a whole entire land, so you still bitter about the Nutcrack. I'm I'm bitter about the Nutcrack, the Expo. I can tell. The only thing that gives me hope is Luella's sweatshirt. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Luella. What about you, Tyler? So uh, last week, well, okay. So let me start by just saying that uh, the the Disney Disneyland Resort always chooses uh, some ambassadors for the cast members that. Uh, well, they will do uh, lots of different things like, um, uh, uh, sorry, do like charity events and things like that. And they'll go and they'll represent their cast member community and things like that. So uh, last week they actually chose two new ambassadors. They last for a year and then they choose two new ones every year. Justin Rapp and Rafa Baron are the two new Disneyland ambassadors for the uh, for the 2019 to 2020. Two men. Uh, time period and and uh yeah is, so that's isn't that unusual for it to be two men yeah it's usually a man yeah they pick two men yeah 
they actually picked two men, um, which which I thought was kind of a weird thing too. But I think the other weird thing is that they're both from Tomorrowland. They're not so. from guest relations. Yeah, they came from yeah. attractions or something too. That was really another, yeah. yeah. So I think that's a I think that's actually an interesting thing because uh, it's it's I think they're getting them ready for Galaxy's Edge. I mean, I think they wanted people that know attractions, know uh, you know, kind of the future, the Tomorrowland thing, you know. Uh, so I think that they picked these two because of Galaxy's Edge is coming up next year. So they're going to have a lot of work ahead of them when they're out doing a lot of the uh, the, the previews and the press things and stuff. But uh, should be should be interesting to see them. And isn't that unusual that they're not coming up through like you know like you were saying not coming up through guest services because that's normally where they're picking their ambassadors yeah. from. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's definitely very strange. I think one of them was from. Uh, his home was Nemo, the Nemo submarines. I'm not sure where the other one's home was. Uh, he's but... right. He was a Jungle Cruise skipper, and then he was in uh, entertainment after that, too. Yeah. That's where he was pulled from. But just to point out, too, in terms of two men, last year Walt Disney World did have two men for the 2018, it was 2019. Men? Yep. Oh. Yeah, I met them uh, when they first had their first media event. So it's not unheard of, but, yes, it it is rare at that, too. Hmm. So Okay. All right, thank you, Tyler. Katrina? So, uh, mine, I just, like, lost my page. But, anyway, so, Storytellers Cafe at the Grand Californian has now done away with the lunch a la carte menu and the dinner a la carte menu. And so now it's just going to be the buffet style. But they changed it a little bit because now they serve breakfast from, I think, 7 to 11.30, and now they do brunch every single day instead of the weekends, and they do that from 11.30 to 2, and then they close from 2 to 4.30, and then they open back up for dinner. Uh, and then there is still no characters for dinner, but they will be there will still be the character dining for, like, for the breakfast and for the brunch. But I thought that was interesting that they're doing away with the a la carte menu. I think it's probably for the better. Because uh, I remember when you and I ate there, Pete, with everybody, and I had to do the a la carte menu, and then I got my food, and you guys were already done eating. So I was like, oh, now you guys get away from me, and you guys watch me eat. <laughs> I just, well, I, I, I'm but, actually curious about people with allergies, though, because like she just said, she had to get, she had to eat uh, the menu because she, because she literally she ate enough. the menu itself, the, <laughs> the the physical menu. Yeah, I was so hungry. I was like, mm, it was a sight, like, like the goat man from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Fiber. Uh, yeah. So. I, I'm I'm hoping that they're I'm sure they'll be they'll be able to make stuff in the back, but they just we just can't order off the menu, which is fine. You know, I just I just for me I just get I feel out of place when I have to do stuff with the allergies at a buffet because I just have to like talk to somebody and then I feel like weird and people are like I feel like people are staring at me and like huffing and puffing, being like, What is she doing? Is she getting special treatment? And I'm like, No. So I don't know. Uh, but I'm excited, I'm happy that they're doing it. So hopefully It'll be better for, uh, what is it called? The Hearthstone Lounge, because I think they share that same kitchen. So I I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true. Because I feel like they were bringing out the food from Storytellers Cafe. I'm pretty sure the I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the kitchen that they use for Hearthstone is the, is the Storytellers, yeah. So maybe that's why they're doing away with the a la carte menu, to kind of keep up with the with trying to get food out to the Hearthstone Lounge, because that's getting busier and busier every time we go now. Well, I wonder. I wonder if that means that the menu at the Hearthstone will expand some. Maybe. Yeah, it could. 
We'll see. I'd be all right with that. I, I mean, I like what they offer, but I'd like to see them offer a little Real, bit more. It's always really good. The food in there is always really good. Um, and I know they they changed it recently. They changed it, like, some, I think this year or earlier this year. Yeah. Um, they got that avocado toast I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basic. So um, I'd be today. very interested to see what happens there. All right. Thank you for that, Katrina. Let's go ahead and have our... Did we do Luella's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did yeah. we say the name of the Disney ambassadors too? I feel like I don't remember. <laughs> yes, they did. Okay, I just yeah. wanted to double check just so they got there. Don't ask you what they are, <laughs> but yes, they did. There were names mentioned. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Justin and Rafa. There, there was go. Mama okay. and Mama. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's go on to our discussion. So, like I said, I'm going to be out next week with somebody who has not been to Disneyland in a very long time. Since 2005, I believe, was the last time she was there. And um, we're only going to be out there. We're literally arriving, you know, late Thursday morning and leaving uh, Sunday afternoon. So that really gives us a little bit of time on Thursday, but really Friday and Saturday, two of the the two busiest days at Disneyland. And it's going to be, uh, I imagine, be a very, very, very busy time because getting hotel rooms was virtually impossible. I just, it was crazy. So I thought maybe a discussion about what to do for a last-minute, long-weekend trip with someone who's never been and wanted to see what you guys... I'm, I'm, kind, of, I'm kind of cheating and making you do my trip planning <laughs> for me. Um, well, I'll, So I actually had this experience kind of recently, too. So when I went to that Power Ranger thing in California, um, we had... Uh, uh, rented a house, an Airbnb that was just not far from Paradise Pier, like to the point where I could like see the fireworks from the pool in our house. So um, I had a friend who had never been to Disneyland, and I had a friend who hadn't been since he was uh, like eight years old or something like that. And we only had one day that we were going to go into the park. So what I try to do is say, okay, we're going to break every section of entertainment offerings at Disneyland apart. And we're going to pick what is important to you. So I say, are you a show parade fireworks type of person? Are you a dark ride person? Are you a thrill ride person? Or is eating and drinking the way you like to approach the park? You know, so that's how I liked. I like to, when I go somewhere new, I like to eat and drink and see what's cool and different, you know. And then from there, I'll take, I'll take it apart and I make a list. So what I feel are the best in each of these categories and then we kind of we we talk about it from there, sort of a situation. So so I, I I like even did that for this that I was like okay, you know they haven't been in twenty years, so obviously I feel like California Adventure is a big priority, you know. And so like at California Adventure, you can't do everything like you said. It's gonna be really really. Well, busy. no, she was there in two thousand five. Was her last time there? So it's been like thirteen years. So oh, okay. So, she okay. has been to California Adventure. Okay, good. But a lot obviously has changed in thirteen years. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. So I, t- I took it like, okay, what are are there dark, you know, I I would say, you know, like if I was going with my mom who hasn't been since she was a child, I'd be like, okay, mom, how you feeling on the thrill ride front, you know, because if you want thrill rides, you know, we're definitely doing Guardians of the Galaxy, we're definitely doing the Incredicoaster, you know, and then you you take it from there. They want dark rides, okay, well, let's do Monster Zinc, um, Mike and Sully, um, Mike and Sully to the rescue, um, you know, I. I I, I find that it, when you have such a short amount of time, and I'm not a big plan in advance. I, I like to play it play it by ear sort of a thing. But if you have a list of the things that you have, you can kind of cross those off throughout the day. You know, I don't know. That's how I approach it. it. It's less stressful for me and the other person, too, I feel like. Okay. Tyler and Katrina, what do you think? 
for I'm a planner. I can't do day of uh, impromptu stuff because it makes me anxious and I can't handle it. So I would kind of follow what Rhino was saying on what does what do they want to do, and then kind of map out what their top priorities are. If it's like you know food and drink, rides or entertainment, and then utilize that max pass and set a timer for yourself. Oh, yeah. So when you do your max pass at first, set a reminder for yourself to get another fast pass as soon as possible. And just setting reminders on your phone to keep getting those rides that they want to do. And then towards the end of the night, maybe just kind of do the rides. Like Fantasyland is never really that busy at night if they want to stay until park close. So I don't, I don't know. That's how I would follow it. It's just well, what would you do? What, what would you be your, like, uh, if you only had... A couple of days. What would if be they, your like must dos in a, as a for that short that short trip? If they have never been on Haunted Mansion Holiday, that would be like my first thing for them, because that's what been going for eighteen years so far. So I, they might have seen it. I don't know, but that would be like my first because I think they would be blown away by how amazing it is. Well, I, I think one of the one of the big reasons that she wants to be out there is to see some of the Halloween stuff. Yeah, so, and then and she's from here, right? The, we we want to specify that she frequents Walt Disney World. Yes, right? correct. So that's another oh, emphasis okay. too, like the that stuff that's helps. different, you know. Maybe. For sure, Haunted Mansion, Holiday, like hands down. And then I would choose a restaurant that they've never been to to have to try to get lunch or dinner there, like Carthay Circle or Steakhouse Fifty Five. Try to make a reservation ASAP for one of those restaurants because that's what I would do is try to get a restaurant down that I want to be at and Haunted Mansion Holiday. I don't know. Peter Pan is kind of like a hit or a miss because it's so fast, but it's still like an original. Um, is there anything like, I, I guess like Incredicoaster maybe if they're like into that? I don't, I don't know. know. I made See, a list. I don't list. know what kind of rides oh, they like. Rhino, Rhino has a list. I me. actually made a list of every category. Okay. So once you find out <laughs> what's important to them, you know, then you 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 have a couple of days. So I attack this more like it was a one day thing. So you can revisit your list each day if you need to. But um, so there's some things going on right now, specifically to when you're going to be there next weekend. Um, the Pixar Play Parade is going on until November 4th. I hate it, but they might love parades they might like pixar characters you know um they i it's just i've never liked this parade when it was here at hollywood studios but some people love it and that's okay there's some new floats in it out there that might be worth seeing so if that's something that's important to you you know that's you got to think about that paint the night we talked about this you you were trying to get um reservations you know like maybe a dining package katrina talked about trying to make reservations and that's that's something to really think about when you're planning well, your vacation and again with the with the dining packages i've been trying and there's nothing available. That's something that you really want to do, you know. Even the dessert party. Um, I haven't got. I haven't looked yet for the dessert party. I was looking for a phantasmic dining package or a uh, paint the night dining package. Nada. Yeah, and paint the, paint the night mm -hmm. is ending November seventh. So I think that's a really. And if they haven't, she hasn't been there in thirteen years. I feel like. For me, of these three things, there's also the remember dreams come true fireworks on select nights at uh, at Disneyland Park, but. I think of those three, I would move Paint the Night to top priority because yeah. that's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, I, I don't even like parades and I'm like dancing down the street when that thing's over. And, and there's, you know, since you're, you're there more frequently and um, you can kind of know where are the better spots to watch, maybe like how much time you have to set out of your day. Is it more, you know, how invested in parades is she? Is she somebody that can walk up and watch it from behind a couple of people or do they have to be like, 
there on the curb, front row, best seat possible, you know? that That's how you kind of want to break apart your day, too. As far as dark rides went, I, I with Katrina, I think Haunted Mansion Holiday right now is definitely one of the highlights. I, I tried to do it as, like, what was different. So I said Radiator Springs Racers is a must-do. And, you know, um, you can try for the Fast Pass, but we, as a group, like you guys, Craig, all, we always ride at single riders. And yeah. a lot of times we end up in that same same car. I'm not guaranteeing it, but it will be there. But I like Roger Sometimes Rabbit's. Sometimes you get to race your friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I've raced against you guys. Anytime I go, I end up racing against somebody I know pretty much guaranteed. So, um, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin in um, Toontown, I think, is worth a visit. I I, I try agree. to tell my friend, you can hold the wheel and it won't spin. Like, But... <laughs> yeah. I don't believe it, but um, and then I think their small world is worth worth seeing, and th- but it's like a tier. What is the most important here? Haunted Mansion Holiday, and then I I think Radiator Springs Racers. Mike and Sully, Craig, you have yeah. I've just uh, with the since you and Katrina are saying the same narrative. I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was on Pete. Um, <laughs> my thumb's not working correctly. But, it's one of those days. Yeah, it is one of those days. So I just exactly what Pete is about to do i just recently did this granted it was it was with my wife it wasn't 13 years it's been three years since her last trip and we went out in august and for the exact same period to thursday morning got in to sunday afternoon left so the exact same time uh we made the plans in advance exactly like rhino was kind of saying katrina said by the final day though we had to be ready to just drop all those plans because sometimes it's great knowing that you have that idea of a plan but sometimes you just have to be ready to rip it up and i mean tyler and katrina were there for me when kylie eventually made that call and that was part of it but that was also part of my fault with it because i knew what she wanted to do Mm-hmm. So I took it on myself to say, I need to do all these plans and I need to come up with the plan of attack. And what ultimately happened is that even though I always asked if this was what she wanted to do, this and that, sometimes the people you're with that aren't as familiar with it, they're not going to actually be honest with you Yeah. when they're getting burnt out, when they're getting tired, when they want to switch things up. So they'll go along with it. And by the our final night, I had run her down dry to the point that we were going to sit out and wait for like two hours for paint the night spots. Instead, we ended up having an enjoyable evening with Tyler and Katrina where we scored the best view I've ever had for paint the night in all of the times I've seen it, including the night that it made its debut at Disneyland when it wasn't even for the general public. It was a better view than even that. So sometimes you're welcome. Some. Yeah. Thank you. It was them. So but sometimes things just happen like that. And then it was we were going to rush over to see Fantasmic. It was our only time to see that. But then it was like, you know what? No, let's just go with the flow now. And it, I was pushing her to go on in Credit Coaster and she did not want to go and she didn't want to tell me. But luckily, Tyler was there and was able to go with me so I could do it at night. And then we go back over to Disneyland and I'm like, well, we still want to hit this ride, this ride and this ride. And I think we did two things. And then it's like, I don't want to go on a ride. I just want a corn dog before it closes. And so (laughs) that's just all those plans that I tried to force on her because it's what she said she wanted to do. You have to be ready to just rip that up and go with the flow. 
You're just being a good husband. Trying to make her day worth it. I try. Have you have you paid attention to Twitter? Twitter says he's a terrible husband and a terrible friend and an awful human being, which I got to just say, just that angers me on, on levels that you don't know him. If you think that you know Craig because you watch this show an hour a week, then up your meds. That's all I'm going to say. But that really bothered me. That bothered me. You know, you can take, you can take exception. You can take exception to what we say. You can disagree with what we say. But the character assassination that went on by one listener to saying that Craig was a terrible husband and a terrible friend, being that you're not married to him and you're not friends with him and you've actually never met him, STFU. <laughs> well, on that note, speaking of what Craig said too, I, as you know, I like to eat a lot. So I, I, I think about it as literally like a printed out piece of paper and it can be a checklist, but you have to, like Craig said, be prepared. You have to read the room and be like, okay. Like when I went with my friends, like we had planned to do, I think like three or four things, but it, it got to about like, um, I want to say like eight or eight thirty or even later than that. And he was like, well, I want to make sure I can buy stuff too. And I said, okay, well let's do that now. And then when we were done shopping, he's like, actually, I think I'm actually in a little bit of pain from walking around and I have some chafing. And I was like, I'm, le- I'm reading the situation loud and clear. We're done for the day. Like, <laughs> so you just have to be ready to roll with it, I think. But using your knowledge, because you're there all the time, um, helping guide somebody. Well, so that's, that's the thing is that, um, you know, I'm, I am there all the time, but I'm always there with people who know the yeah. park and know... And so that's why it was like, I, I know, I mean, I certainly have things in my head that I, I want to make sure we do. Um, and I'm just like, I'm like, I want, I want some ideas. Like, you know, what, well, what am I, mi- yeah. you know, is there something I'm missing? Yeah. Um, it's hard sometimes too, because in that we go so much, you know, we have that opportunity. Um, we are we'll get really excited about showing somebody some stuff and when they kind of are less receptive to it it's like what is your problem <laughs> like so it is it, it's hard it's it's one thing to remember like i am excited to show you this but it's also your experience right if you're you know? doing this right and i think that's an important point if you're doing this for someone else if you are blessed enough to go to these parks, whether and this this doesn't matter what park you're planning, whether it's here in Orlando or uh, out in California. If you're blessed to go enough on a regular basis, and you're with somebody else, just because you're excited about it doesn't mean they will be, and it needs to be about them. Mm-hmm. And so, if it's I want you to have my experience, you're probably going to screw this up, <laughs> and that's why I want to get some other ideas here. Because I know what I would love, but I want to make sure that my, my, my headspace is, this is about you, not about me. Yeah. And, you know, what... Communication, I think, is a key to that, too. Being very vocal about, like, oh, what did you think of that? Well, I Reading can't that, communicate you know? right now because this is a surprise uh-huh. that she won't know uh-huh. about. Yeah. Well, she uh-huh. might watch this show, so she might have to know before the show goes up. Well, she's, yeah, see, she'll get, like three days notice i guess yeah (laughs) yeah but no it's a surprise trip i think an important thing too is like what craig talks about with kylie is like i think let me find out yeah you have to read the situation too is that like okay so they say they want to go do this and they say they want to like really enjoy it and maybe they're going to go on and be like oh actually i hated this you know that's 
I think a, a thing to really remember like not everybody I always want to p- bring people on Guardians of the Galaxy and I do understand it is too intense for some people I will try to talk somebody in and if they do it once and like that's good and I'm like okay do you want to do it again later because it changes and they might be like uh, sure and I'm like okay you don't want to I don't want you to throw up on me so it's fine like but speaking of that that is also Monsters After Dark is going on so that's another thing in, in the Ghost Galaxy at Space Mountain so Remember those. Remember those. Remember those when you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. I like, also. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Luella. Oh well, I was gonna say that um, because this person hasn't been in a long time, should really take advantage of going in the morning because you're going at a time when locals are going to bombard that place at night. And whenever I have someone that's coming from out of town, even if they're not a morning person, um, I always suggest go during rope drop, and you can really see the park. You know, not so crowded, what it was meant to be, and um, get a fresh eyes. Because the one thing that really breaks my heart is when people go and they go later in the afternoon, and all they talk about is how crowded it is. And it is crowded. It is, you know. So try to go at a time when it's not going to be as crowded because it's going to be crowded. Yeah, and, and I think. If it's a night of a Halloween party, uh, it's going to be really packed at DCA when you leave that park. I, uh, uh, I and, and she is definitely a rope drop kind of lady. Um, oh, good. Oh, good. She's a park open, a park closed type. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she may run me ragged because I don't do that so much anymore. Um, I'm there. Yeah. I'm, I'm there enough. And that the idea of doing a rope drop for me. Um, See, the rope yeah. drop at Disneyland is unlike anything else. So I. I don't know that I've ever done it. It's probably the only theme park that I would rope drop anymore. Like back when, before Max Pass, I would also rope drop DCA, obviously, for Radiator Springs or Guardians. But then once Max Pass came along, that has changed it. It's if I'm out there, I'm rope dropping Disneyland every day. And once I can start making those fast passes for later in the afternoon to DCA, then you go over there. But I, I love it. Just bouncing around Fantasyland first thing in the morning, Tomorrowland. Uh, hitting all of like pirates and haunted mansion before they get too insane like it's just one of those things you have to take advantage of and there's no better feeling than like being able to accomplish like 10 rides in two hours and then sitting down for a breakfast and watching people just getting in and like everything's starting to get long and it's well yeah because you showed up late he's actually made me made me think of something else too is like knowing your resources so um, you know, he, Katrina and uh, Craig both spoke about, you're definitely going to use the Max Pass. I know you're going to, but. Of course. Um, sometimes, like for me, the digital stuff can be overwhelming, some, especially in Disney World. So I think it's important to remember, okay, so this person hasn't been here in a long time. Things that I don't normally grab, like a map, showtimes guides, those are important. Luella showed us on the show last week. There's also, um, they have the eating guides out right now. So you can be like, here's this for when you need a snack. Maybe we'll get one of these treats. You know, things like that that we know because we run this website and we do these videos and we get to go often. But I, I think it's important to remember, like, everybody absorbs that information differently too. So being like, okay, Here's your map. Here's your thing. Take a look. You know, open a book. I feel like yeah. I'm starting the beginning of um, reading Rainbow right now. But yeah, <laughs> anyway. yeah. And and then there's also I, well, I'm not a very big planner, 
Um, I will have a plan, but I'm very flexible. Um, but if you can find out exactly if she likes shows or characters, and if she likes Halloween, all the characters in their Halloween costumes are adorable on both parks. There's different costumes, and I love characters. And even if they don't want to take pictures, I mean, to see Mickey Mouse as a Dracula, but on the other side, he's something else, is a lot of fun. Uh, the Coco musical at Paradise Pier Garden, that is very unique, and you can always get a good seat there by just showing up. And I was going to mention, um, I think Lamplight Lounge is a nice restaurant to go to. And even if you can't get a reservation, I'm going to tell you, I never was able to get a reservation. And every time I go there and I tell them, you know, three, four, five, and they give me an out, they tell me an hour, they text me all the time in five minutes. I yeah. kid you not, I've gone through three or four times, and I can get a seat in five minutes, but they tell me an hour. Yeah, so, that, that, that's mostly what happens to us, yeah. too. Don't yeah, wait don't, in the bar line. For, yeah. Just for the love of God, just don't yeah. wait in there. Just t give him your name. Go around shopping at Paradise Pier or, like, you know, Pixar Pier. And so you're saying, and you're saying, text you. you're saying yeah. don't wait in the bar line. Wait in the line for the restaurant. Right. Right. Because yes. if you wait in the line for the restaurant, you just give them your phone number, and then they'll text you when your table's ready instead of being chained to that bar area where you can't even get the full menu. Yeah, they're both the so, same thing. One of the one downstairs, the restaurant just has a bigger menu. So yeah. it's like, why not? And that's why a great place to sit for a person who hasn't been since 2005, because you can just sit and look at the view. Yeah. Night, dates, beautiful. So yeah, yeah. For me personally, I, if I was going to be bringing somebody who I knew was a fan of Disney World, like it sounds like this person is, mm -hmm. I, I would want to try and do the things that are different. Like I would want to do like Pirates of the Caribbean or Space Mountain, like things like that, where you know that they've been on this ride before, but they can see it in a different light. And it's been so long since they've seen it that you know maybe they'll re-remember it and be all happy again. You know, I, I think it's also good to go and see the things like I know that we've talked about Radiator Springs Racers and stuff already, but I think Cars Land is one of those things like you have to hit, especially for somebody who's never seen it before. Yeah. And just things that are. Even with the decorations. Yeah. It's mind blowing. The, yeah. The decorations know? are mind blowing just by themselves. So I, I, I just think that seeing the things that you can't do in Disney World is also another great thing to do. And, you know, obviously you might not know what, what, you, what that list may be. So just look at a map when you get there. Just be like, oh, what excites you, you know, and just walk over there. For for me personally, I'm I'm the type of person that always likes to have a plan, but then be be ready to bail on the plan as soon as we decide something else is better. Well, and I think I think it just it, it it you know it's an interesting conversation. You know, veterans touring newbies, mm -hmm. um, and what do we need to pay attention to? Uh, that's something I've definitely gotten out of this conversation. Is that, you know, uh, we're we take so much for granted, you know, we're always out in the parks, we, you know, this stuff is just second nature to us now. And, you know, I'm glad we had the discussion because it really has put into my mind to make sure that I, I, I'm, I'm mindful of the fact that this is a newbie. I, I wonder how much, how often it happens that, you know, especially the point you brought up, Rhino, of um, I'm really excited about this, and then that person isn't, and do you feel deflated or you yeah. know disappointed um, to remember that stuff? Remember that stuff as well. So some great tips, guys. Thank you very much. Um, and when I come back, we will talk about how it went. <laughs> so, but thanks everybody. Thanks, thank you for watching. That is going to do it for this episode of the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged. We'll be back with you again next week. Thanks for being with us, everyone, and remember. 
stay out of the damn lakes. I don't normally say that on this show, but you have lakes in California too. Stay out of them. Have a good week. <laughs>